Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The world-famous Superbook Sports is now at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. You can get right in the heart of the action. Catch all of the games on their state-of-the-art TVs in the comfort of this traditional sportsbook. I have been there. It's a fantastic place to watch a game. Superbook Sports is known for better odds, favorable pricing, and an extensive wagering menu focusing on your Colorado teams. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 522-4700 for help. Welcome to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7. And in looking for a guest for this week's pod, I cast a wide net. It reached all the way to Ireland. My man, Colin Cronin, who hosts the Irish NFL show. You can find him on Twitter at I, that's I-R-E, NFL. These guys, they do podcasts. Their uh, knowledge of the Broncos is just absolutely fascinating. So spent some time talking about Colm's journey as a Bronco fan, his insight on the Aaron Rodgers situation, and he ties it into a former soccer situation with a big-time star that I think you guys will find relevant. And he also discusses his view on this season, will the Broncos reach the playoffs for the first time since Super Bowl 50? So without further ado, let's start, shall we? Welcome back to the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7 and joined by my man, Colin Cronin, uh, co-host of NFL I, excuse me, Irish NFL show, also does stuff with Broncos Europe. I've been on with uh, those guys a couple of times. I've communicated with them over the years. Uh, when we thought there was going to be a game over in, with Broncos in Europe that didn't play out, I'm hopefully maybe the not this season, but the next. But Colin, how are you? How are you doing, my man? Good, Troy. Always good to have the opportunity to, to chat to you. As you said, we have been in touch over the years. You've always been very generous with your time coming on to, to our show. So delighted to have the opportunity to chat to you today. Well, I'll start, for the, start from the start, because for people that aren't familiar with you, how did you become an American football fan in Ireland and specifically a Broncos fan? Uh, I mean, Amer- uh, football there is usually associated with soccer. You know, you don't see a lot of passion and you guys are passionate, diehard American football fans in Ireland. How did the what was the genesis? Yeah, it goes back a long way. And and as you said, soccer is huge here. Also in Ireland, we have our two native sports, Gaelic football and hurling. Uh, Gaelic football is like a cross between rugby and soccer. Hurling is, if you imagine field hockey, lacrosse and murder. That's how I describe hurling. It's uh, the fastest field sport in the world. It's amazing to watch. would recommend it to everyone. But uh, I, I, so I love sport. But growing up on Irish television, they used to show uh, NFL highlights on a Monday night. And there was this team that played in neon orange 
and they had a magical number seven who just seemed to be all over the field. And I fell in love with, with John Elway and the Broncos. Um, and I was really young. It was uh, the 89 season. And um, we, it was, I mean, what a year. Um, I was, I'll tell you how young I was, Troy. I was naive enough to think we really had a chance against the, the 49ers. And it was the, it was the first sporting event I cried over. Uh, it has been a wild ride with the Broncos ever since. It is rarely dull in Broncos country. But uh, yeah, I have been a fan since then. So all the way through the, the 90s and Elway and obviously the post-Elway era, uh, right up to Tebow, Manning and, and so on. The nice thing about being a fan now is that we can keep so connected, you know, between social media and also able to, to stream the games with Game Pass. The only thing about that is previously... I was able to, to, you know, if it, I couldn't watch a game, so I, I could go to bed because there was no, there was no point to me staying up. I couldn't watch it. Now I'm like a guy with a sore tooth with the the, the offense over the last few years. I can't stop touching. It. I ha- I stay up to watch a game. The Monday night games here are like at three twenty in the morning. They kick off, so you're rolling into work on a Tuesday, um, and you might not have had any uh, sleep at all. So uh, it, it's been an affliction uh, in in some ways, but. I I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, at least you had the joy of the back-to-back Super Bowls with Elway and for him to end it and Super Bowl 50. So it hasn't been all bad, right? No, it's it, oh, some great moments, but um, you know, I mean, and just some wonderful football as well, even without the, the wind, you know, some of the football played and, and, you know, it, it, it's those memories. It's the, the crushing defeat that, that you can, uh, you can still take something from like, you know, it lives long in the memory The you know, the 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 Mile High Miracle and Flacco and Raheem Moore. You know, I think we are all still haunted by that. But that's part of your fandom. And that's what you talk to people about. And you you, you that the what if moment you, you replay that in your head. So it's not just the, the glory years that, that you remember. Um, it can be some of those magical moments like Ch- Champ's interception where he, he goes down the field. I mean, we don't end up winning the, the Super Bowl that year year but that play will will kind of always uh, stand out to us so um to to me it, it's trying to find the the magical moments in in any season you know sometimes they're, they're easier to come by than others that uh, have been a little more difficult recently uh, but generally you can you can certainly find something uh in every performance to to make you smile at least a little bit yeah you might need ncis or uh uh, special investigative crew to find the shiny moments for their offense the last five years. <laughs> it's been a dry, a dry spell. But how did your fandom become, uh, you know, the Irish NFL show and Broncos Europe? Because that's a different level of fandom. It's one thing, as you said, to invest personally, find a pathway through, you know, through the connection of technology. But to have, how did it was it friends of you? Explain the connection of your show. Because that's a different level of passion once you decide to make a commitment to put something on the air. Sure, yeah, I I suppose growing up uh, in rural county Cork in Ireland, there weren't too many other uh, American football fans, not let alone Broncos fans. I mean, I was I was standalone there, but even interest in the NFL at all just was almost non-existent. People looked at me like, "What? What is this sport that you're into?" So I, I you know, you go to college and you find a few more people. American study abroad students who were over found kind of a cohort there that was that was really into the game. 
And um, I suppose, oh, I've always enjoyed the, the media aspect, be it radio or kind of writing and stuff like that. So I, I, I did that a little bit. And then um, probably six, six years ago or, or thereabouts was when Broncos Europe started. Um, and I, I suppose we, it, it was, a, I mean, the, 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 the NFL does a great job with the UK and obviously there's a UK base and there's games in London. Um, but Ireland is distinct. And I said, we wanted to, to have that. And we wanted to also, you know, we felt that there was such a, a big fan base in Germany and in France and in Spain that there was room to alongside the UK groups who do a great job but to, to build on that. So we started Broncos Europe and that kind of grew. Um, and then we, we started doing the, the podcasts and the shows. And I suppose COVID kind of allowed that to, to really kind of grow and develop. But we we've seen as well during the um, the COVID period, the, the, and I think it was partly COVID that did it, but also the fact that the league itself has been focusing on the the growth. And Ireland has always had a special relationship with America that's existed for centuries. So um, we knew that there were NFL fans all over the country, but they've really come together during COVID. So we started the Irish NFL show. Uh, about a, uh, a year ago now and that has kind of really grown and uh, developed which has been great and it's really interesting because we talk to you talk to players and coaches and they'll tell you when they come to the games in London they see um, jerseys of all 32 teams and that's certainly the case in Ireland as well um, no matter which which team you're talking about there is a passionate fan base I can tell you that there are even Lions fans in Ireland as difficult <laughs> as that might just... be to believe now you're lying. Uh, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> uh, you, you might have, it, it'd be a bit like going on safari to, to try and find them, I think, but they, they do exist, Troy. <laughs> That's fantastic. My Believe in Broncos podcast is sponsored by Hoggett Injury Law. Their motto, with us, it's personal. Speaking of personal, let me tell you about my friend, Darby Hoggett. I've known Darby for the better part of a decade, coached his son in travel baseball. At those tournaments, we would talk a lot of baseball, and a lot of Broncos. He's a huge Broncos fan. We've become friends. In fact, many of Darby's clients have become his good friends. You don't even have to pay Darby up front. If your case goes as planned, Darby will be the one writing checks to you. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or injured at work, give his team a call at 1-833-HOGGIT, H-O-G-G-A-T-T, or find out more by visiting their website at www.hoggetlaw.com. Well, you know, when you have that type of passion, and that's why when you guys asked me to go on, when you have a, a European fan base of a sport, it would almost be like, an, you know, Americans I know that love certain soccer teams, they invest personally to the point where they know it like uh, a native, because you can't fake it. Like if you probably learned, you can't fake knowledge of the NFL. It is our American sport. Now, I grew up covering baseball, and that's still to me because my kids play college baseball, one's graduated, but I, but I grew up like you watching John Elway and wasn't necessarily a Bronco fan, but I was a fan of watching John Elway play because of the magical acts he would perform and, you know, with two minutes left in a game, but you guys know the sport and you know, the game and you know, the Broncos. And I love that about you. It's not like you're just cursory. You saw a few highlights, you guys invested in it in a way. And that's led to some great guests. I mean, 
did that did you work through Broncos media that way to say you know explain who you are because I think you had no fan on you've had players on how did were you surprised at all or how I guess satisfied yeah, what is the level of satisfaction to see it grow to the point where you're having Broncos players on the show it, it's been brilliant I think partly um I suppose been working in the area for a, a long a long time and a fandom for a long time I've been coming over to to watch games for more than a decade at this point so I'm kind of get, getting to to know people and also working um, I work in higher ed so between those study abroad students who I, I knew when I was in college and also now the students who've come over who've gone back um, we've kind of built a, a, a connection there. So we have been very fortunate to be able to, to have players come on. Um, I, I think part of it is the, the fact that Ireland holds that special place. Also the fact that we are, we are knowledgeable. And I think in Ireland, there's, there's a love of stories. We, we are, we're a nation <laughs> of storytellers. We love stories. And when we have players and coaches on, that's you know what we want. We want to talk about the, those um, I think one of the reasons we've loved having you on is, you know, your focus on, on, on the, the, the sport and, and the team and the players and the stories. There's no gotcha moment, um, you know, that we're trying to, to get or catch people out. It's really about hearing their stories. So that opportunity, I mean, I, I think the, 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 the chance for me to talk to Wade Phillips will live forever <laughs> in the memory. One of the, I mean, just one of the great defensive coordinators, but Wade is one of the great storytellers and hearing him talk about his dad and his own experiences. I, I can go, you know, I can go to my grave happy that the next 50 years, whatever way it plays out, it plays out. But I always have had the opportunity to just ask Wade Phillips questions and, and hear him talk. And you can see how, how they respond to him. And, and even when we've had players on, we, we got to talk to, to Keith Tlaib a few weeks ago and to hear the affection that Tlaib has for, for Wade is just phenomenal. Um, and you can see why players respond to, to him in, in that way. But yeah, we've definitely been surprised, been humbled, been, been honoured that people have come on and they really seem to have enjoyed the experience. I think the, the next level up for us will be the ability when, when travel becomes possible again to welcome you and welcome those, you know, those those players and coaches over to this magical little green island and hopefully share a few pints yeah absolutely it's on my bucket list uh for sure to get over and travel abroad i've been to i think to 42 states 43 states my dad was a professional drag racer so he traveled the country when i was little and then i covering major league baseball i traveled the country and then nfl uh, but i have not been to europe and that's certainly on my bucket list and to go there and cover a game see you guys would be fantastic I thought it was going to happen uh, uh, last year with the Falcons game. What is your level of optimism as we move forward? Do you hope that, you know, 2000, I guess it would now be 2022, we'll see some return to normalcy with international games? Yeah, I mean, there, there's two games scheduled for uh, London this year. And I, I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone had the commitment that uh, the, the Falcons did. They, they really wanted to, to clearly play that game in London. And that's what it looks like it's going to go ahead um, this October. Now, the league, 
um, want to, to grow and, and there will be games in Germany. Um, they brought in Brett Gosper, who was formerly the head of world rugby and did an amazing job at growing um, the sport of rugby all around the, the world. And uh, even, even in the US, I know it's become more popular and, and talked about still, obviously, uh, much lower um, in the pecking order, but it, it's grown in popularity. They've brought him in, which kind of shows they're really committed to growing it. Um, Henry Hodgson is there as well. When we talked to, to Henry, he talked about wanting to continue to, to grow the sport. I think Germany is going to be amazing um, when games happen there. The passion of fans, you can see that even. I've been to Germany for soccer tournaments and they're just amazing, brilliant fans. Uh, the hope, I suppose, long term for Ireland is, I mean, we did host a preseason game with the Roonies and the Steelers. Uh, we, we would love to welcome the, the Broncos to, to Dublin, but uh, I'd say that's, you know, that that is probably a decade uh, down the line. If if the Broncos can get back to, to London and the opportunity to, to see them over here would be great. But for me, I mean, I'll always try to make that annual pilgrimage to, to the Mile High City. Um, right. the, that, that is something that I always mark it in my calendar and uh, I, I can't wait to get back to that but uh, alongside you know going to the stadium and seeing the game it's just the, the tailgating and the opportunity to meet with fans and it's funny when you have a kind of a different accent and people even hear you in the, the parking lot and they're like what where are you from and like you, from? you flew all the way over for the game I'm like yeah I flew all the way over for the game and uh, as I said I got to see Peyton Manning play which was fantastic um got to see some uh you know more interesting games over the last say, three or four years uh but i was there when uh, drew lock made his debut that uh, unbelievable um you know catch that Cortland sutton had for the the touchdown against the the chargers so even that you know that that was a brilliant moment in, in and of itself you have one mark this year colin you have uh, a game uh, penciled in with if travel restrictions allow and are lifted yeah, the, the hope choice to, to get over for the Chargers again. Uh, so the, the Broncos played the Chargers just after Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife is is from Minnesota originally, so she moved to, to Ireland a, a good while ago. Um, but we do try to, to get back to, she has family actually in, in Minnesota, in Michigan, in Colorado. So depending where we, we do Thanksgiving, it, it varies. But what always happens is on the, the Friday or Saturday, fly into to Denver, taking the, the game on the Sunday. So the, the plan is to see the Broncos take on the, the Chargers um, at, uh, at home um, in Mile High uh, at the end of November. So fingers crossed that uh, that will be the case. And that should be a, a great game because you've got two, uh, two seriously stacked rosters there. Obviously, the Chargers have found, by the looks of things, their franchise QB, and they've really brought in guys on the line who you would expect them to, to really char, uh, challenge next uh, or this coming season. The Broncos, look, everything outside of the QB should be stacked up. I, I really think we, we have a great opportunity. Um, Vic is going into his third year. There's that stability that was there. We didn't see changes in the coaching staff in the, the off season. Um, outside of right tackle and, and, and the QB position, Everything else, you'd say, yeah, this is this is set up to go. So I'm I'm excited. I think we can really build. I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, so so fingers crossed. We will still be in the running for a playoff place when I arrive in November. Yeah, when you say that, it's like we've got everything uh, set up except for the QB. It reminds me, everything about this car is fantastic except the engine. It doesn't really have an engine, but I'm telling you, look at the exterior, look at the seats. 
Look at those mirrors. Look at those wheels. Look at the don't, wheels. Don't lift the hood. Don't don't lift the hood. Don't touch the hood. That line from Vacation, uh, where they uh, Chevy Chase is buying the family truckster, and he's like, "You think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it." <laughs> but I will say this: uh, Hope is no longer a stranger. Calm. They could go seven and two at home. They frankly should. They have a cupcake schedule at home. As I've said, their opponents view them as a pastry as well, based on the last four years. But you look at their home schedule, there's seven really winnable games. And to me, one of them, you mentioned the Chargers at home, Vegas at home, the Raiders. You need to win those. I don't even count Kansas City as a win anymore. If they beat them, great. I'm not predicting them. And I haven't predicted them to beat the, Kansas, the Chiefs for a couple of years. But if you can beat the Chargers and Raiders at home, you play the Bengals, you play the Lions, you play the Eagles, you play the Jets. I mean, you have winnable games across the board. Um, but when we talk, I, we go right back to the quarterback position. How is it played across the pond, as, as they say, when you look at Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, Drew Locke, Drew One Sleeve Locke, Teddy Two Gloves, Bridgewater, and Aaron Rodgers? Is, uh, are you guys allowing yourself to go into drift into fantasy land? of Rodgers or are you just saying I can't go there because of the pain would be too great and we don't get him and we got to find the best possible solution between Bridgewater and Locke? Well per personally Troy, I'll take you back to a situation with Manchester United who I, I imagine you know most of your listeners are going to be familiar with. Um, in 2008 Manchester United had just won the Champions League which the, the, the highest club competition for any soccer team in Europe. Cristiano Ronaldo, another name who I imagine listeners will be familiar with, wanted to leave. He called, he said he wanted to leave. He called himself, he, they felt like he was being treated like a slave. His words, the then president of FIFA, which is the governing body of soccer, came out and supported what Ronaldo said in terms of being treated like a slave. Again, their words. Um, and it, it looked like he, he wanted out. It looked like there could never be a reconciliation. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo stayed in Manchester and the fans welcomed Cristiano Ronaldo back uh, after about two seconds of the, the opening whistle on the, the opening weekend. Uh, I think that will very likely be the case with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, after that initial, when it didn't happen, when we picked at nine, I thought it's, it's not happening because if you get Aaron Rodgers, you're not picking higher than, than 25th. You're, it's not going to happen. So the, the one opportunity for the, the Packers to really get a, a, a high pick in that top 10 existed this year for if, if he was to happen now could it happen next year yes Cristiano Ronaldo moved the following year to Real Madrid left Manchester United but I just don't I don't think the Packers will, will do it um you look at how they have operated over I mean given they have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and they've only two championships they're not a team that that is obsessed with the, the money aspect of, of things. They, so to me, they'll sit on their hands if needs be. That he hasn't opted out, I think, is probably another sign. That's that's what I personally think. I think it's going to come down to, to um, Teddy and to, to Drew. I really hope that we're not looking at this going, hang on, this is very similar to the 2017 season where we decided for some reason to run it back with Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. Trevor seems like a great guy. I'd love to actually go for a couple of pints with Trevor. I'd say you'd have a great crack, as we say in Ireland. But that was a situation that I cannot believe the franchise put itself in, that they were running it back with those two guys. Um, 
I hope that won't be the case this year. I hope we don't look back on it like that. Again, I think probably Drew Locke would be great crack to go, uh, go for a couple of points, but I hope he can take that step forward. I think Teddy is, is a really safe pair of hands, but I think as people have pointed out, Teddy's never thrown for more than 15 touchdowns in, in a season. That's, that's a big concern in a league where points, it keeps going up and up. We keep seeing the, the NFL move to make it a more more exciting, attractive proposition to fans sitting, not in the stands maybe always, but at home who want to see on red zone more touchdowns. We, we, sp- we spoke to Scott Hansen actually, he talked about how every year he sees more and more touchdowns, but like <laughs> well, and that obviously with the 17th game, that's going to increase again. So I, I think that Personally, I think we got lulled into this false sense of security that you can get by in the quarterback position by Peyton in 2015 because Peyton's play wasn't fantastic, but Peyton's leadership and De- um, DeMarcus's leadership, I think, are still underrated. And, Gar- and, and Gary Kubiak, obviously, but I really think when you look at that Super Bowl and you look at the offensive line all putting their hands up together and all chanting Peyton's name in unison, that tells you how that team felt about him. And, and they would, the truly great players make others play better. They, they're better than some of their parts purely because of that. And that's what Tom Brady, the impact he has is guys will do anything. They will take that haircut on their the salary, but they will put in the extra trading. They will run those routes extra hard. That's what I, I think we need to, where we need to take the next step. I hope Drew, Drew can do it. We've seen, you know, some of his teammates really come out um, and, and speak highly of him this um, off season. I really hope he can take the step and, and take us back to the promised land because you know, I grew up with the Broncos under the Pat Bowlen era. This idea that you you have back-to-back losing seasons was an anathema. It just didn't happen. And obviously that's not the case. So we need to get back to, to winning football. We need to get back to, to winning games. And I really hope 2021 will be that year. Yeah, I mean, I think hope is no longer a stranger. They have a chance this year because of the way the schedule uh, sets up. You mentioned stability with the coaching staff. That will help. On paper, defensively, you have a chance to be excellent. But you can't be, for me, call them a great defense if your offense is not functional because you can't get takeaways. The other team, the NFL is risk-averse in that way. So if you have third and eight, the other team has a third and eight, and they're up 17 to three in the third quarter, and they're on their own 23-yard line, they'll just punt. They don't, they'll just dump it down. They don't care. They're not going to allow Von Miller to get a strip sack and change the game, and that's why they need a functional offense. I think Teddy... For me, I give him a slight lean, a slight favorite because of the fact Vic Fangio has not won a game in September in two years. They've got to get off to a better start. And I think Teddy gives them that better. But I and again, Drew has a higher upside. Teddy has a higher uh, uh, floor. And we'll see where it goes, somewhere in between there. But I'll ask you, and, and thank you. You've been gracious with your time here, Colm. What is your prediction for this season when you look at the defense? Uh, do you see that as a way to, I, again, it's against the grain to think you can win defensively in a league where it, every rule favors the offense. And as you mentioned, scoring is pro- prolific. Passing accuracy last year, I think the average was 67% across the league. But what do you see? What is your level of optimism for this team? And do you see, is this the year the four-year playoff drought, excuse me, five-year playoff drought ends? Four straight losing seasons. You mentioned they haven't had that since 1962 to 73, even before you were a fan. So what is your level of optimism moving forward? 
Um, I, it, it's an interesting one uh, because I, I really I, I think it's an enormous year for the Broncos. I, I think if this if we don't have a winning season this year, I think you really have to go back to the drawing board and you have to look at QB, HC, and and um, OC because um, I, I think that that would be a real real issue for the franchise if if you don't have a, a winning uh, season, especially depending on obviously what happens with um, Justin Fields, but. The, the Broncos have have had the uh, um, the opportunity to pick in in the top ten um, twice in, in the last few years in the draft and, and haven't gone QB in either of those situations. That in itself is, is interesting, and and I think I, I would love to you know it, it have been yeah I suppose I'd love to hear an oral history. I said this on Twitter uh, during the week about what happened after the the Super Bowl and 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 the the how we allowed Brock to, to walk away and what Gary Kubiak's thoughts were on that draft. Well, I'd love to hear the thinking around, I, I suppose, this draft and, and, and what the decision. But we have given Vic, I think, every single chess piece that you could want in, in the defense. We're about to we're about to see. I mean, one of the things about Bill Belichick is, you know, he's always known to zig when the rest of the, the league zags. Um, it appears the Broncos are doing that. Um, I, I've seen some of the, the the way in which Vic sets up his defense, and and it's such a kind of an outlier in the way he does it. And obviously the um, the, the the Rams will probably look to you know um, they they did they did that last year. It's going to be interesting to see what the Chargers do. So we we are about to to, try, to be an experiment, I think, uh, <laughs> in terms of how we do it. We brought in uh, Williams as a running back, um, who I think is is a real weapon. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we utilize him and, and Melvin Gordon. Um, I, I mean, if 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 it doesn't work, I think we're we're you know we're potentially looking at a kind of a Wade Phillips situation where, Vic, you're a brilliant defensive coordinator probably not going to take the leap to head coach I really want him to to do that um and and that's probably why you know I I think we we can we have a winning season playoffs I mean with the with what the Chiefs did in the off season they they go back they they have those issues on the line they change the line now I still think they have some issues there but they have Patrick Holmes they have Kelsey they're Tyreek Kill. I really love what the Chargers did um if I had taken my Broncos hat off as a fan I think the Chargers had an absolutely outstanding off season I really yeah. do in terms of who they brought in as a, a in the coaching staff the the moves they made to, to to support Herbert because you know that second season that that sophomore album that they talk about with bands that's going to be difficult but they've ensured that you know They've done everything possible to support him. And I think he really is a special talent. Um, I I would love to see us do it. I just think you've got two teams in the, the division who offensively, it's so tough because the, the magic of Elway dragged bad teams to, to the playoffs and to Super Bowl sometimes. Um, it's very difficult, like um, for and and that's where I think the the twenty fifteen team is under uh, underrated on offense. Yes, the defense was absolutely lights out, like absolutely phenomenal. Um, but you you need you need that leadership. I just don't know if we have that yet on on offense. So can we can we have a winning season? Yes. Do we go to the playoffs? I'd love to say yes, but I can't. Yeah, I have them going nine and eight, just missing the playoffs, but. Again, you brought it up like when they've had more quarterbacks than Spinal Taps had drummers, 10 since Peyton Manning retired. That's a problem. 
they've had the same number, you know, more right tackles than they've had quarterbacks during that time. That's a problem. And they're trying to win with defense in a league where no one wins with defense. Even the Rams last year, that would be the, the only team that won with basically the worst quarterback in their division and reached the playoffs were the Bears last year. Most times, if you have the worst quarterback in your own division, it's impossible. But there's reason for hope, Bronco fans. It's certainly in terms of winning record. I'm with Colin that to be in the playoffs, they're going to have to be the sleeper in the division because I have the Chargers as a team that's just so dangerous this coming year. Because Herbert, to me, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence can be better than Justin Herbert. And I've loved Trevor Lawrence from jump. But Justin Herbert, man, I'll tell you. But, Colin, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, folks, if you're not following these guys on Twitter and the Irish NFL show, you're doing it wrong. Their passion for the Broncos and NFL and football is just absolutely extraordinary. Anytime they ask me to go on, I try to make time because I just I thoroughly enjoy it, everything about their fandom. So thank you so much, my man. Thanks very much, Troy. Always great chatting to you. And look, look forward to welcoming you to Dublin for a pint at some stage in the not too distant future. Absolutely, my man. Well, take care. We will talk soon. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the Believe in Broncos podcast. Uh, thanks to Colm for joining me from across the pond. I'll be hopefully appearing on one of their podcasts shortly as well. Again, you can find Colin at IRNFL, that's I-R-E-N-F-L, or his personal Twitter at C-O-L-U-M from Cork. Colm from Cork. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter there as well. So thanks to Colm. Uh, again, training camp is Less than three weeks away now as the Broncos look to rebound in what has been a just dry stretch here for the past five seasons. But they at least hope is no longer a stranger with this team. So we'll see where it turns out. But thanks to my son, Dagan, for producing it. Thanks for Colin for joining me. And thank you. Again, Broncos country, I do this podcast for you. Happiness, that begins with me. Go out there and have a great day. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.